friends. Hello, everyone. Welcome back to Barb Knows Best, the podcast. I'm Michelle Maros, your co-host, and I'm here with my fabulous mother, Barbara. Hi, everyone. Hello, Barbara. Hi, Michelle. How are you? I'm great. How are you? I'm really, really good today. I'm feeling energized and and ready to go with our podcast episode ready today. Ready to so, go. Yeah, I'm good. I'm so happy to hear that. Me too. As an anecdote. I'm happy to be feeling good today. <laughs> we always love waking up on the right side of the bed. And it's a morning episode and I'm mm-hmm. bright-eyed and bushy-tailed. You are. So if there's nothing else in life, you can always know that things change. Yeah, always. You just never know. All is change. All is change. And um, we're so happy to be back for this week's episode. And I think this episode is going to be very um, timely. They always are. Mm-hmm. That's true. Well, for me personally, and hopefully for you. Yeah. But we've been, it's been so fun now that, that life has been opened back up again, and we're all out and about and traveling. We've been able to meet some of you Yes. in IRL and and talk to you all or run into you all in, in person, and that's been so, so much fun, and we love getting to see you and talk to you and hear about um your thoughts on the podcast, which has been so great. It has been and wonderful. One of the, one of, we, we met one of you yesterday, but one of the most fabulous things is, or things that I just find so fascinating and so cool and makes me think that, or it reaffirms for me that life is not coincidental and, and things really are purposeful is she said to us that, you know, whatever we talk about each week is always so aligned with what's going on for her in her life personally and as we say often, you know, what we talk about each week is what's going on for us personally. So it's it's just that reaffirmation that we're not alone in our experiences. And even though some of our own personal difficulties and hardships makes us feel really isolated or makes us feel like nobody could understand what we're going through or that life is so hard and it's only hard for me or whatever the story might be that we're writing so much of life is communal and we're we're in our own little boat but we're going through the rocky waters together um and that's just very cool to me you know you we think that that's true but to get that confirmation of of truth is just cool i love it so much <laughs> i love that you said that michelle we had someone at the airport this weekend say basically the same thing and i think you know there's there is that adage that, you know, you're not alone. You know, we're never alone. And, and I know when I was in treatment for my bulimia, God, 38 years ago, um, that was one of the key things, you know, just to really understand that we're all connected and that we're not alone. And so when that someone came up to us and said, do you know my life? Like every time I listen to your podcast, it's like you're speaking to me personally because you're, it's like you, you're, you have a camera in my house and, we don't. and, and you're, <laughs> and you're seeing my life. And I think it's just what you just, um, it's exactly what you just said, Michelle, that, you know, we, we are all going through similar situations in life with our own personal take on it. Um, with yeah. our own, you always say this, Michelle, so beautifully with our own unique take, we, we all have our unique lives that we live, but we are all interconnected and we all go through, you know, many of the same episodes with our own take on it. So it, it has been really, you guys have made our day. So if you ever see us somewhere, please feel free to come up and say hello. We love it. Um, and we've had a lot of it the past four or five days for sure while we've been traveling and it's been really fun. 
And it, it, as you said, Michelle, it, Michelle, it is an affirmation that we are all in this boat together, all in this lifeboat together. So it's I'm happy cool. to be here today and always happy to be here all, every week. You're with just you all. such a little ray of sunshine over there. Aww. Someone differently <laughs> in a restaurant was like, are you always so happy? Yeah. You're just so happy all the time. Like, and, and she is. And he particularly <laughs> said that to me because it was morning. It was seven o'clock in the morning. Again, to reaffirm she's a morning person. <laughs> yes, I am. It was seven o'clock in the morning. He said, it's so wonderful. You have such a beautiful smile and you just always are so happy and you're so kind and you're so polite. But he said, that doesn't always happen here at this restaurant in the morning. And I thought, oh my gosh, that's such a beautiful compliment. Thank you. But I, I am a very upbeat, um, positive person. Yeah. For sure in the morning. And I love, I love just, I love life. And I and love waking up in the morning. And kindness is recognized. And so kindness is recognized. It matters. Be kind mm-hmm. when you're out there. I know it's tough. Um, and yeah. A little kindness goes a long way just to give someone a smile even. So, yeah. So, and this is a good tee up for today's topic, Michelle. We always tee it up mm-hmm. just right. Um, yeah. So speaking in that vein of just, you know, life being hard and, you know, we're in the summer, we're like over halfway through this year and it's, it's been tough. Things are happening above board, below board in our lives, in the world, all of the things. And just like with everything else, we never know what is going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what curveballs life is going to throw at us. And the best that we can do is just really root ourselves and ground ourselves and be so strong within ourselves to know that we can handle it. But, you know, life is hard and we get knocked down and we get back up. (laughs) When I said that, that Chumbawamba song started playing in my mind uh, Mm. (laughs) from the 90s. How's it go? Sing it. It's actually a song about (laughs) drinking, which is funny, but they say I get knocked down, but I get up again. You're never going to keep me down. Chumbawamba. There you go. Um, anyways, I, I digress. Um, and so today we want to talk about that getting back up again of cultivating resilience yeah, and being resilient and our, our take on what that really means and what that looks like and, and how we all can, can cultivate it. And just like with everything else, sometimes I feel like I'm a broken record because I feel like I say that often probably almost every episode, but it's a practice and, um, what we can do to put that into practice into our lives so that we can feel if we get knocked down, that we actually can get back up again and that we can move through difficulties without being completely taken out. Or if we get taken out, what do we do to, to move forward? And I think it's so cool to, um, you know, to, to look at the word, um, resilience and it's so great to, to, actually understand that you don't have to be born with resilience. It is, I love that you said that, Michelle, that it is something that you can cultivate, that you can practice, that you can learn how to become this way, how to become resilient. Um, you know, one of, one of the greatest things that has been, as I mentioned this, I think in one of our earlier episodes, that when I got out of treatment, the first book that I read was Scott Peck's The Road Less Traveled, and that first paragraph in his book, Life is Difficult, This is a Great Truth, One of the Greatest Truths. It is a great truth because once we really see this truth, we transcend it. And then once we truly know that life is difficult, once we truly understand and accept it, then life is no longer difficult. 
because once it's accepted, the fact that life is difficult no longer matters. It's something we cannot change, as Michelle is always saying, um, you know, that we have to have a strong foundation from within. So we can't change the fact that life is difficult, and it is because it's unpredictable and it is always changing. But we can understand the truth about life being difficult and not let it stop us. And I think that's where resilience comes in here so beautifully about that feeling of life being so difficult and knocking us down and then we get back up again. And the cool thing that I want to share is the word resilience comes from the Latin word resilience, um, which means to rebound or bounce back. So it's at this episode, I think if it, you know, we're halfway through the year. And so we really, I really am looking forward to, you know, speaking today and having this great conversation with you all today because we, you know, resilience is really, we're really needing the resilience. I know as we go through half of this year already and we want to make it to the end of the year, um, you know, with our energy and all of the things that we, the hopes and the wishes that we have for this year intact. So resilience is our cultivated ability really to adapt to stress and challenges that come our way and be able to um, make our way through them, even though life is difficult and understanding that it won't always feel this way. And we talk about this before, and I know you say this a lot, Michelle, no feeling is ever final. Sure isn't. It's funny when you broke down the word resilient, it reminded me of my big fat Greek wedding, you know, when he's like, every word comes from Greek, but this one came from Latin, but cute, you know, the Greek in me was like, where's the Greek roots? (laughs) But I like that because it really helps. It helped me when we were talking about the breakdown of this word. What does resilient mean to bounce back? And you know, life will push us down, but how do we come back up? Yeah. And like you said, no feeling is final. And that is resilience. You know, not being, not feeling like every difficult moment is the finality. Like there is always something on the other side of that feeling or that situation, even if it, it doesn't seem like it. And even if it's not perfect or what we would want, there's always something else on the other side. And for me, that's resilience in my life because, you know, obviously we've all been tested and pushed to our limits over these past couple of years living in a pandemic and having global uncertainty, personal uncertainty as always, but just it's hard. And so we we really are forced to look at how do we actually react to and respond to these difficult times and these difficult moments so that we don't get caught up in, in the feelings and we don't get bogged down and, and push the feelings down and, and then, you know, have them kind of come out sideways. But um, I just really love this topic. Me too. Because me it's, too. it's been very beneficial to me, particularly over these past few difficult years. Well, and I think, too, what we're going to share today always obviously is our experience and our take on on everything in life but we were hoping our our desire today is that you'll feel like the the tips or the tools or the tangible ways that we're going to share with you are become like second nature tips, like you, tools tangibles yeah like you feel like i can do this or or that this is not so hard or this is not such a burden but rather they become second nature to you okay life has knocked me down um you know, let me get back up. And these are some of the ways that I can get back up. Or these are some of the ways that I can shift 
my uh, the, my mindset um, or shift my ability to be able to take that next step um, when life is not going to be down or feeling so difficult. So yeah, and we love to like redefine words and, mm-hmm. and ideas to help you really to understand them. That's your favorite thing is mm-hmm. breaking down like resilience, but breaking down a word and and redefining it. And I love this quote from Dr. Donald Meachbaum, who says, resilience is not a sign of exceptional strength, but a fundamental feature of normal everyday coping skills. So think about that. I think we always think that the most resilient people are like these superheroes or, or super strength people, but it's that, that practice of everyday picking yourself back up again or getting yourself back on track or coming back home to yourself like we talk about so often. And it's in those small moments of coming back home that we build and fill that well within us. Beautiful, <clears throat> beautiful, Michelle. And I think these ways that we're going to share with you will help us cultivate more resilience um, so that you leave this this talk knowing that the difficult times aren't meant to break us actually. You know, or you're done with, you know, wherever you're listening to this episode, you know, the difficult times aren't here to break us. Life is not working against us. Life actually is here to work for us, but it is always going to throw some roadblocks and as you said, Michelle, curveballs, but, but that we could actually feel that we're being strengthened. Yeah. So that we, we can feel more. I always use the word power. Power is a huge word for me. You know that, Michelle, control and power. But I always use the word power. I, I, you know, when I get knocked down, I want to, I want to take my power back and stand back up. And then how can I even be more resilient, more strong, more capable, more um, ready to take on that next step that I need to take? So, mm-hmm. um, so we have five, five little tangibles today. Let me just share one more quote, if you don't mind, before we move on, because I love this lady. quote when I, when I was reading uh, Glennon Doyle's book and. I love this so much. So Glennon writes, you're not supposed to be happy all the time. Life hurts and it's hard. Not because you're doing it wrong, but because it hurts for everybody. So don't avoid the pain. You need it. It's meant for you. Be still with it. Let it come. Let it go. Let it leave you with the fuel you'll burn to get your work done on this earth. And I know when I read that, I think it was in her um, Love Warrior book. And I just, I think it's, it goes right back hand in hand, Michelle, with how we started this episode, that you're not alone. Life is hard for everyone at some juncture along the way. And more often than not, it can be hard more often than not for everyone. So, um, and, and I think what I loved about this, and I, I, I read this over and over so many times when I read this in her book is that we're not doing it wrong. Like there's nothing wrong with us. There's nothing wrong with you. You are enough. You are incredible. You are magnificent because we all go through the pain. And so you use the pain to fuel the work that you're here to do. Yeah, so it's interesting, especially when you read the Scott Peck quote at the beginning of the episode about life being difficult. And then I think this quote from Glennon is is in that similar vein. Mm-hmm. Um, for a long, long time, especially because you've been quoting that Scott pet quote to me for most of my life. But when you would say to me that, you know, life is difficult, life is difficult. I used to get very mad at you because I'm like, no, I don't, I don't want to believe that life is difficult. You know, I think I had a very green outlook on that where it's like, no, I'm not going to reaffirm 
that life is difficult. You know, if I get good enough at whatever, life isn't difficult. And I just have to over or transcend that belief that life is difficult because I can I can get through that and then live in some sort of life that everything is just effortlessly and flows, you know, with ease. And you and I would kind of go back and forth about this for a long, long time. You're like, Michelle, like, you're not getting the point of the quote. You know, like, it is, but there's the silver lining at the end. And I think for me, it took me a little bit to really come to, of course, as I got older and, you know, had life happen for me and with me and difficulty, but also the maturity to really understand that you have to be open to accepting reality for what it is and not be in denial. Because I used, I think saying that life doesn't have to be difficult is a bit of denial, but like with Glennon says, you're not doing life wrong if life is difficult. Because I, I think, and I, the reason why I'm kind of going into this tangent is, especially in the personal development world, it's like, you know, you don't want to reaffirm the difficulty of life. Or if it's difficult, something's not aligned. Or, you know, whatever that might be. Or you're attracting something that's wrong for you. And I, I would get very caught up in that where if, if I wasn't, if I was having a difficult time, I was doing something wrong. And these two quotes in particular really helped me because, like Glennon says, you're not doing it wrong. And like Scott Peck says, you know, once you accept that there are things in life that are going to happen that are going to rock you and not fight that truth, you can have the space to cultivate and, you know, build that well within you to manage it so that if it's difficult, like he says, it doesn't really matter because you can handle it. Yeah. And I think it, it that might be like nuanced and, you know, if that is kind of bumping up for you against you, like sit with it and think about what that means for you. But for me, that that nuance and the difference of those two concepts really was everything for me. I think, Michelle, that's just so beautifully shared because I, I and this is a whole nother episode uh, that I think that we could get into a. We, we label things. We are, we are, we are, we are human beings that label things. So we label life being difficult as a negative thing. So why would we want to bring that into our consciousness or why would we want to think that way when it's not negative? It just is. So if we could stop labeling things and just take, as you said, take it for, this is what life is. It is the hard truth of what life is and stop labeling it as negative label it, label it as this is the truth. This is the reality, as you said. So we this could be a good episode, Michelle, one well, day. Well, this is what's happening for I me, and this what, is my reaction to it. it, it and if we, if we label things negative, positive, neutral, but why do, you know, this, why I say this is another episode, cause for, because for me, I try not to label things. Mm-hmm. I try to take in it as it is. It, it's that, that quote that we used in a couple episodes ago from Eckhart Tolle, you know, um, accept the pros, present moment as if you had chosen it. Mm-hmm. And I think that's what he means by that. You know, I love to interpret quotes, as we said, accept the present moment. You know, it's not like we're going out wanting to choose difficulty and, and these hardships that we go through, but they come our way. So what would happen if you didn't label it, if you just accepted it because this is what is in my path right now and I can't change the fact that this has come my way, my power lies in making the decisions and taking the actions 
to start moving through this difficult um, situation that has come my way. So, well, even like that concept of people saying, and I've been guilty of this in the past, like good vibes only, like, you know, it's that same concept that we're never going to have difficulty and we can just cultivate the good vibes all day long. And that if we just reiterate that it'll be so. And I think that puts us in a state of denial, honestly. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. I think for my, my own personal experience. And so I think this, when you start to just come back down to reality and get rooted with yourself, you can be in like the realistic vibes. (laughs) realistic vibes only and then you have that space to choose exactly how you want to what energy you want to put out in a situation rather than being reactive and respond like you know if something happens to you and it's not the good vibes you're going to be like well I I want good vibes only yeah and it's more of a reaction anyways again maybe this will be a good episode episode. (laughs) but we do have five Five ways. Five tangible tips and tools. <laughs> the three T's to cultivating resilience that have really helped us and helped us build that muscle, strengthen that muscle. And hopefully after listening to this episode, you can feel like you can go put this into practice into your life, whatever's going on for you, because, you know, it's hard out there sometimes. So the first tip that we have is to... um. Start to try to shift your perspective. Wow. What we just talked about and labeling things, labeling, you know, that life is difficult, labeling it is the perfect tee up for this first first way that we're sharing. Yeah. Imagine that. Yeah. So instead of looking at it as (laughs) negative, what's happened to you, shift your perspective. Can we learn to balance ourselves out? She's so surprised when like things come out in a great way on this podcast. Like, oh my gosh, we said it right. We did it. We teed it up well. Amazing. No, it's just it because we're having a conversation. So we're not really going like, okay, we're not, we're not going by this long. This is not a, uh, a talk or a scripted thing or anything. We just, we have our talks and then we go, th- we just sit and have a conversation with ourselves and with all of you. So I think it's so cool. This, the idea of how do we shift our perspective? So you take in. Um, so it's the practice of asking yourself how to see things differently. Exactly. So I and have like something. you said, not labeling negative, positive, like, okay. Yeah. Sorry, and not feeling, no, no, you're right. And not, cause if we label it negative, I believe that then I'm defeated or I feel uh, a setback or an obstacle or attacked or whatever the word might come up for you if you feel um, something that is very negative. So I, I love the idea and I talk about this a lot in my own life to myself because I do talk to myself a lot. Like see if you can zoom out. So you take in whatever is happening for you in this moment that is real and then see if you can you can get a different perspective. You can maybe take a, you know, a a 10,000 foot perspective instead of this little minuscule little perspective of being absorbed by it. See if you can zoom out and see the larger picture yeah, and see what then, then you're able to start seeing maybe all of the possibilities that maybe you couldn't even have fathomed before that may lie before you as steps that you can take or actions that you can take. And what has helped me the most with this is I had a therapist in treatment and her name was Joyce, and I love her to the moon and back. She has literally changed my life. I quote her in many ways a lot. Um, but she said this to me, Barb, because I was so narrow-focused, you know, 38 years ago when I was 28 years old. I was so narrow-focused, and she finally she just she said, let's stop. She said, Barb, can you actually just zoom out 
And can you actually start to notice that when you get into this place, you only see you're, you're, you're so like this or that you only see like maybe one or two options. You get so nervous and you get very agitated because you think you don't have a choice. You think there aren't enough options. Oh my gosh, what am I going to do? And she said, you think Barb that you have only option A or B, but in reality you have a whole alphabet full of options and more. So that changed my life because I thought, wow, you mean I possibly have 26 options instead of just two or one? So I think for um, for all of you, if, you, if you're like me and you would get stuck in the early days of, oh my gosh, I don't even have a choice here, or I only have one thing that I can choose or two things. Um, so no matter how stuck you feel in this um, difficulty in your life, um, there is always little one little step that you can take forward that can help you move yourself forward. So it could be a minor, minor step, but there's a, there are a lot more possibilities outsourced out there. So staying curious about all of the possibilities that are possibly unfolding for you and that probably are unfolding for you moment to moment. So shifting your perspective to pay attention to how you're narrating your own story of what is happening to, in this difficult place. Yeah. And I love that the zooming out visual, because it's true, excuse me, you know, there's the micro and the macro of life. And it's, you have small problems and big problems. And, and just being able to zoom out and have that bird's eye view of life and knowing like, you know, what, what's worth the reaction, what's worth the trouble, you know, like, I just having that visual of zooming out has been so helpful for me and shifting my perspective, because like, asking myself in the grand scheme of my life, is this, does this matter? Is this worth the hardship that I'm putting myself through or whatever? And really shifting that perspective. And I like what you said earlier too, not labeling things and just accepting it as what is. And if you ask yourself that question, does this matter? There are times when it does, obviously there are times when it is a, a very big macro, like you said. And so then you, then you can sit with that and say, okay, what step do I need to take? And there's a clinical psychologist that I, that I've been reading um, recently, actually, Dr. George Bonanno, who says we can make ourselves more or less vulnerable by how we think about things. And so it's very interesting how you label things or how you identify yourself with things that happen to you is huge um, because the mind you, as we know, will go off down the road and we start to get the feelings about it. So just making sure that when something happens, have a little conversation with yourself, take a pause and say, okay, this is a really stressful event. Am I labeling it as a traumatic stressful event, which is huge. And we've all had probably traumatic stressful events. I know that I certainly have, or can I look at this as something that's a bump in the road and could possibly be here for me to grow and to learn? Yeah. And I think oftentimes we say, you know, it's not about what happens to us, but it's about how we respond. And we can start to, if we have that pause in that space to cultivate our reactions to life and really ask ourselves, gives our, give ourselves the space to choose that makes us feel more in control of whatever's going on around us, which is like you said, the power of life. And, you know, when we say shift your perspective on things, it's not meant to like bypass and just think that everything is fine, but it's, you know, 
being open to a different possibility of like, okay, this is an obstacle. What am I going to learn? Or if I was rejected, what am I being redirected towards? Or if something's difficult right now, how is it like teaching me something? Like, what am I going to get from this in the long run? You know, all of those things, because it's like you said, it's not good or bad. It's not black and white. It's, you know, gray. Life is gray. And it's not A to Z, A to B, it's A to Z. And so I think just opening us ourselves up to different possibilities of what's happening in front of us can make us feel again like it's not so final and it's not happening to you it's happening you know in your life for you for some reason that it's up to you to uncover beautiful michelle and i think you know that eckhart tolle quote when i we said you know accepting present moment as as if you had chosen it so Exactly what you said, you know, always working with what is happening in this moment and not against it and not trying to push it away because the the reality of life is we actually can't choose to be in a different place in this moment. Like if something has happened, we, we can't we can't ignore what is happening or we can't. Um, I wish this wasn't happening. I wish this wasn't happening. We, we work with what is happening. And how can I truly um, believe that? okay, this life is presenting me this. This is exactly where I'm supposed to be in this moment. And just because it's difficult right now that things are happening, it doesn't mean that good things can't come out of it or that I'm not strong enough to handle it. And I fully believe, and, and uh, you know, I'll share a lot with you you guys, uh, with all of you in, in the coming episodes here in the next end of the year and stuff, but I'm going through an incredibly difficult time right now. So it's really important. And I've noticed that my I'm in this, place of being able to feel powerful because I know that good things are going to come out of this. I just know that. And I trust that because I know that life is working for me. But I also know that when I give it my best, like if I give it my hundred percent fully in this moment, I can feel, oh, take a deep breath. Okay. It all is well. It, it may not feel like it's well, but all is well. And I'm not trying to give it too little or too much. I'm really trying to stay in balance and have that kind of dance with life that makes me feel like I got this. I got this. Okay. I'm, 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 I'm kind of balanced right now. Um, I can do whatever I need to do in this moment. So I think that that's idea of seeing, um, yeah, a different perspective is very, very, very helpful. Yeah. Which, which leads us into our second tip, um, which is, we can really cultivate resilience by looking on the bright side of things, which this is my favorite. And we'll get into, the meat of it, of course, but, you know, there, especially during the pandemic, I, you're going through your difficult moments right now. And I had a really bad time during early pandemic where things were really difficult for me. And my life raft in those difficult times was like looking for the silver linings of things, finding the bright side in a bad situation. And that's not bypassing things it's it's searching for whatever goodness you can find in a bad situation because sometimes you need it even if if things are so bad you have to look for the small tiny joys like we talk about or the small things that can make you smile or make you laugh like laughter for me is my is my medicine and if you 
if you can't be optimistic about something because life is hard, just at least be curious to looking for those tiny joys, you know, remembering that no feeling is final and things shift eventually. And like, I think so often about that adage of like, no mud, no lotus. And like, Mm -hmm. you know, I know that's used a lot, but you go through difficulty and you go, you're stuck in the mud, but ultimately it helps you grow into a beautiful flower of some way. And for me, at least I had that really difficult period in 2020, 2021. And, you know, here we are in 2022 for me. And that was so hard, but I feel so much better for it within myself, within my life, within my career, within my relationships. Like I just feel fortified from the inside out. So the mud helped me to grow into a lotus, not to be so cheesy, but that's my personal experience. And it's true. So, and what you're going through right now, I think you can see the lotus at the end of the tunnel. (laughs) Um, You know, so it's, if you can find that bright side or that silver lining or like just reach for it, knowing that it's coming, it helps to keep you afloat. I love this, Michelle, so much because what it's bringing up that that Taoist proverb, if you don't mind if I take a moment just to read it, because I think it's all about the mind. It's really not, everything does change, everything shifts, but the mind likes to tell us how bad everything is. The mind likes to say we can't handle this. The mind might likes to not be optimistic. And I think what my mind does, and maybe some of you out there, or maybe all of you can relate to this, it wants to tell me that, oh my gosh, this is the end of the world. Um, you know, oh, this is the worst thing that could ever happen or, oh, this is the one thing that's going to do me in. And it's just not true. It's not true. Um, so, but we, because we really never know what's going to happen tomorrow. We don't know what the end of the tunnel is you're saying. And so we have to have that, that glimmer of hope that in all of this mud, a lotus could never grow and could never bloom without the mud. So the two go side, the two go hand in hand, side by side. And so one of my favorite Taoist proverbs is this story. Um, and it, it, I think it illustrates this idea of what the mind tries to do. And it also illustrates how excited we get about one thing in one moment and then how it can all come crashing down in the next moment. And then it, it's like we're on a roller coaster. And we, I believe that our job in life is to how do we learn to ride and surf the waves the best way and our own unique way that we can. And so there once was a poor farmer whose horse escaped one morning. His neighbors heard and said, We are so sorry to hear your horse ran away. This is a terrible misfortune. The farmer replied, maybe. The next day, his horse returned, bringing seven horses with him. His neighbors said, oh, wow, you are so lucky. The farmer replied, maybe. The next day, the farmer's only son broke his leg, trying to tame one of the wild horses. His neighbors said, your only son, you have no one to help you now with the farm work. This is terrible. I bet you know by now what the farmer replied. Maybe. The next day, the officers came to the village to conscript all the young men into the army. They rejected the farmer's son because he had a broken leg. The neighbors said, what a wonderful stroke of luck. The farmer simply replied, maybe. So I leave you with this tip of that life is complex Good things happen, bad things happen, but we never really know what tomorrow will bring. So the 
the bad thing and the good thing or whatever it is that's happening in this moment is never the end of the story. Yeah. It isn't. It's not the period. It could be a comma. It could be a semicolon, but yeah. it's not the period. Which leads us into these these two tips kind of go hand in hand of building more resilience is by cultivating a deep sense of hope, which you and I were just talking about. You're like, I don't feel a lot of hope right now. And it's hard to feel hope in these dark times, dark moments in our lives. But we have to have a semblance of hope or a belief that, you know, or even a curiosity, like you said, we don't know what tomorrow will bring, but that hope that the future is going to be better than what it is today, or that there will be something in tomorrow that I can be excited for. Um, And it's hope that gets us through these dark moments. It's that light at the end of the tunnel, like we were speaking about. And it's trusting in the beauty of impermanence, you know, good things, like nothing lasts forever. The good, the bad, the ugly. And it's knowing that nothing is ever final. Yeah, It's that this too shall pass that we've talked about so often. That's a and great affirmation, by the way, if you're really feeling have it. Have we talked about the bracelet? I think we did, um, but we'll have I to. I think we did, but. Well, we'll do a whole episode. We, I, don't, I don't believe we've really done a whole episode on when affirmations. When I was going through a hard time, she gave me a bracelet that was inscribed with this too shall pass. And it, you know, that was that hope for me of just, okay, it's hard right now, but it's not going to be forever. And so hope is, again, that life raft. It saved my life. You know, when you, you guys have heard my story, when you think about growing up in an, uh, two alcoholic parents in a very dysfunctional, traumatic home. So I always had that little glimmer of hope thinking I would always say to myself as a young girl, this is not going to be my life. This is not going to be my life. And so one way that I use that that I would like to share with you is I tap into hope by visualization. I'm an incredibly visual person. And so I use visualization all the time in my life. And I use it as a way of seeing all the other possibilities. It, it, it All of these five tips of these ways are going to be weaving into each other. But this helps me see all those possibilities or helps me shift my perspective. And so and, and if you and if you know anything about visualization, or if you've ever heard of it or, or practiced it, you know, there's it's so common today with Olympic athletes, you know, CEOs and thought leaders and all that. It's a it's a really beautiful way to tap into the possibilities for your life. And when I was reading several years ago, um, the Spanx founder, Sarah Blakely, she said this, having a mental snapshot of where you are, where you're going and what you are moving toward is incredibly powerful. So because, and you know why that is, and this is what I love about visualization, because because when you actually visualize yourself doing something, science has proven that you are activating the same regions in the brain as if you are actually doing it. They use it on stroke patients for their recovery to reduce the tissue damage, all the things, because our mind has incredible, remarkable power over our bodies, which we already know, right? Because we talk about the mind so much. So visualization truly, truly can strengthen your mind-body connection. So we live more intentionally. So if you want to try visualization, I would recommend doing it before you go to sleep. You know, just take a minute and think about 
an image of something that you'd like to accomplish and be really specific. You know, what are you doing? You know, what are you wearing? You know, can you smell, touch or hear anything in this mental picture? You know, what is it feeling like in your body? Are there any emotions coming up for you? And the first time you practice, it may seem a little bit silly, but I promise you um, it's fun. And it's fun looking at the person that you're becoming in this visualization, in this in this real dream that you are actually orchestrating for yourself and relaxing into the possibilities for yourself. It truly is a yeah. beautiful, fun way to look at your life, to start to create and get creative about the life that you want to live. You can't do it wrong. You know, it's not about getting it right. And just find a few minutes to do that every night before you go to sleep. Um, it's a great way also of prepping your subconscious for what you would like to cultivate in your life. Yeah, they say that visualization practices are really great for manifesting and cultivating and calling in what you want. And I think it's so powerful because, like we've said, even if it's not happening, if life is difficult or something's going on or you're, you don't have something that you're hoping to cultivate at some point, when you visualize, you can feel the feelings of what your life would be like when you have that thing or do that thing or experience that thing. You can feel it. And like you said, it activates those regions of the brain as if it's real. And you can start to give yourself that, get yourself in that mindset of the possibilities of it and that it's that it's real and that it can happen and that it's available to you. And you can feel those feelings now before it even happens and subsequently have that hope of like, you know, for tomorrow, for what could be, because you're already starting to tap into it now and seeing yourself and and visualizing yourself in whatever idealized life that you're trying to create. You know, there's always, you know, there's the version of us right now, but there's always that version of us that we're becoming. Always. And I think it's when we start to lose that vision of, of what our, you know, self could look like or that hope that, that things get dark. It's so so true. So, and it might be hard to visualize, you know, that's why it's, um, important to practice it. Like we always say, practice, practice, practice. And it's, it's just, it's a great practice. Even if you're just sitting in the car in traffic, you know, just, it's always tapping into those feelings that you're trying to cultivate and that vision. And I believe it's one of the reasons or one of the ways that helps me wake up the next morning. Um, so grateful and excited for the new day. You know, I, I think I've shared this with all of you before I step out of bed. I close my eyes and I say, thank you for the gift of this new day. And I think, and I, I, not, I think I truly believe deeply that just if you practice this visualization right before you go to bed, it, it truly opens up the regions in your brain and in your life and in your consciousness that you are worthy. You are enough. I can create this beautiful life that I envision for myself. So, And you can a create shot. a beautiful life even if you're in the middle of difficult, like that. Which I am right now. So that's course. what I'm trying to say. I'm saying like it, sometimes it, I think some of these things make us think that like you have to start out in a perfect you know, situation to create, but you know, the Noma, that's where the Noma no Lotus comes from where, you know, you, you do go through like, you know, there's that other quote, like what you go through grows you or whatever. So it's just, you know, it doesn't matter 
where you are, what's happening for you right now. Um, you know your life and your desires and your wants and wishes and dreams and hopes, and you can start to visualize that for yourself, regardless of what you're going through, whatever that might be for you. And it could be as grandiose or simple. You know, it's it's for you. That's the beauty. That's the beauty. It's your life. So um, tip number four, then, is starting to have that gratitude mm-hmm. for the small joys, the simple joys, those silver linings that we were talking about. Um, I remember when the pandemic started, you know, I felt an immense feeling of gratitude for things big and small, but it, it, it really zoomed my life into the micro of the small things that I be, could be grateful for when so much of our lives was, t- was removed from us, you know, not being able to do so many things that we were used to seeing the people that we're used to seeing all the stuff. I felt so grateful for like my daily cup of coffee um, going for my walks, for my cat, for the small, small things. And it was feeling that gratitude for those tiny things that maybe some days I took for granted, probably lots of days I took for granted, that helped me to feel whole again. Well, I think we're so much stripped away in the past few years. You know, it, it forces us. And and you've said this so often, Michelle. You were you were such a great um, role model for this because you would say to me, you know, it. You would see. You would talk to me about these little small things that you're so grateful tiny for. Tiny joys. Tiny joys, and so it really kind of forces us to notice the small everyday blessings that that you might take for granted. Maybe we did during the pre-pandemic days, you know, or the hectic life that we were all living. Um, and I believe strongly that the small joys that you're talking about, Michelle, give us the push to persevere. Yeah. They give us, they give us that energy. Um, you know, and Brene Brown says this so beautifully. I think it's in her newest book, Atlas of the Heart, that the joy collected over time fuels resilience, you know, ensuring we'll have reservoirs of emotional strength when hard things do happen. So it kind of gives us a little, little bank inside of ourselves where we can kind of collect those, that joy collected over time. So well, I think it's, and we can't, let me just, we can't wait. We can't wait for good things to happen to, to feel joy. Yeah. I, what I was going to say is that I think that we, we think of like in black and black and gray, black and white, good and bad, negative and positive. And I do believe that life is gray. Life is in the middle. Life is, you know, the neutral and there is possibilities and ways for you to feel those small joys when life is hard. Both can happen at the same time. So, you know, when I was going through a really difficult time in 2020, like I looked for those tiny joys. I, you know, watched the shows that made me smile and made me laugh or watched funny cat videos or or whatever. You know, you can feel that levity when things are so heavy you don't have to be one or the other. Like you don't have to go into one, you know, tank of doom because things are hard. It's that practice of looking for the things that are going to lift you up and out so that you're not going to get buried over by whatever's happening for you. And honoring and cultivating the presence to those things that lift you up helps you to recognize more of them. Beautiful. And I think it's a great service to be able to recognize 
and and feel grateful for the things that make us feel better when life is hard. You know, it's like, wow, thank thank goodness for that. Um so beautiful. I don't know. And tip number five, Michelle. <laughs> this is a big one. This is a this is really the it's it's last but not least, but yeah, it's which very we're, we have a whole episode of this that's in the pipeline, mm-hmm. but um, for resilience and cultivating that sense of um, wholeness, you have to have and practice lots of self compassion and self forgiveness. Um, you know, we are our own harshest critic. We beat ourselves up. We're so hard on ourselves, and truly forgiving ourselves letting ourselves off the hook for missteps um, is the antidote because we all make mistakes. Every single person has made a mistake. Every single person has, has harmed someone, you know, unintentionally. Every single person has taken a misstep. We've all done and said things we wish we could take back. Like we are not unique in being flawed humans because everybody experiences this. It's a part of life. Like it's, it's natural and beating ourselves up and, and doubling down on ourselves is the thing that keeps us stuck in, you know, the wrongdoing that we made or the misstep that we took and or the suffering that we're feeling or the suffering. And truly the only way to move forward from that is to forgive yourself. And, you know, forgiveness, again, like I said, we're going to do a whole episode, but it's, it's a practice and it's a deep dive into yourself to to be gentle on that past version of yourself. Like we've talked about this quote, but forgiving yourself for not knowing what you didn't know before you learned it. We've talked yeah. about this, I think, well, in a more recent episode, but the great Maya Angelou we can't quote. know everything all the time. We, we can't. We're humans. We're here to learn and experience and grow. So what you did in the past doesn't have to divine you. It just can help shape you into the person that you're becoming if you allow it. And part of that way to allowing it is to forgive yourself for, for what you didn't know. And I think the only thing I want to add to that, Michelle, (laughs) as you wrap up for us is, um, being, I believe that being able to be kind to yourself and loving yourself completely and forgiving yourself prevents us from having these self-sabotaging behaviors. Um, you know, focusing completely on regrets and shortcomings and all those things that you were just saying, Michelle, it keeps us not, it keeps us from having the ability to see all the things we've been talking about in this episode and see all the opportunities that lie before us. Um, and so you just, I just want to say, trust that you're doing your best. We don't wake up saying, I think I'm going to do the worst that I can possibly do today. Hopefully. We, we we wake up hoping that whatever happens, we're doing the best that we can in every given moment. So just trust that you're doing your best, that your best will look different every single day and have compassion when you experience difficult emotions or painful memories or hard times, knowing that this too shall pass and that you will come out the other side and that you've got, you are enough and you've got this. That's where I want to close. Perfect. And (laughs) I really really just feel strongly about that. I know you do, but it's also, you know, like guilt is a useless emotion. And again, we'll dive into this more, but learn from it and do better, but don't hold on to it. And when we hold on to it, especially for things that we've done, 
like we said, we're just sabotaging ourselves. We're just holding ourselves back. Hostage, holding yourself hostage. And if you can release that guilt and, and make amends, of course, when you need to, if it's with somebody else, but or with yourself, but that's the forgiveness that comes. So l- let yourself go. Let yourself off the hook, you know, because life is too short and to spend another day at war with yourself. Um, so those are our five tips. Quick little recap. Number one, the ways to cultivate more resilience, shift your perspective, look on the bright side, cultivate hope, appreciate those tiny joys and those silver linings, have gratitude, and forgive yourself and cultivate some self-compassion along the way. So, you know, again, this is a practice. These are our offerings to you because this is what's helped us. You know, we both have, like we said, gone through some mud as of late. And truly, everything that we talked about today helped me. You know, I know sometimes, you know, these tips and tricks and tools can be like idealized and hard to put into practice, but these all in one small shape or form of the uh, or the other, you know, got me through it and helped me to bounce back and and rise above the tide to feel like I got this. And ultimately, we all just need to feel like we've got this in life. You know, I can handle it. Um, it might not be pleasant at times, but I can do it. Yeah, You're just I think, looking at No, me. I think it's, you know, I think we're meant in life not only to just survive, but you actually can thrive. And I think you've wrapped that up really beautifully that we can, we can come out the other side thriving. We sure can. Um, but it's, you know. It but requires, let us know. Yeah. Yeah. Let, let us, us know, know what you think us. and mm-hmm. putting these into practice and having the presence to choose it, you know. The presence that we talk about so often is that we can talk about these things all day long, but it's being able to have the awareness to to choose it, having the space to choose it, and building that muscle of choice is, is everything. So let us know how it goes. So, so excited to hear about, you know, this journey for everyone because, you know, we offer this because we know that people are suffering right now and um if this helps of course please 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 let us know as always and of course the best way to let us know and to stay in touch is to make sure that you're following us on social media at peaceful barb at michelle maros at barb knows best pause pod that's the best way to offer up any questions comments concerns and request podcast topics there as well we love 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 hearing from you there Additionally, if you haven't already, make sure you're liked and subscribed to the podcast wherever you listen to podcasts, Apple, Google, Spotify, you know, make sure you're subscribed so that you get, you know, updates on new episodes and, and all of the things. And if you haven't yet, which we hope that you will, please give us a five-star rating on iTunes and um, a nice little review that makes us smile and helps us so much with this beautiful growing podcast community and we'd be so appreciative that's my tiny joy (laughs) from you all so thanks so much for listening and for being with us week after week after week we are so grateful for all of you 
And we will chat with you next week because, as we know, Barb knows best. Bye.